Roach, Roach Coach. Podcast. Hot all day. Every day. the Roach Coach. Podcast. All day. All day. Every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, back with you, back for another episode of Roach Coach, creating this new metal canon, one album at a time. This week, we got a big one, you guys. We got a big one because we are talking about a band that has been recommended to us for a very long time. And I feel like I say that all the time because there are so many bands that are being recommended to us every day. And that band is Stereo Mud. And we're going to be talking about their album, Perfect Self. And there was only one person we could get on this show. This person is a certified, by the United States government, Roach Rider for Life. For Life. He is the co-host of the Breathing New Life podcast. You may know him from the Facebook post he is under there giving feedback. <laughs> recommend. He may have recommended this album back in 2018. I know who it was. That's it. It's Tom from Breathing New Life. Hey, hey, thank you guys. Thank you guys for bringing me on. Uh, Yeah, you know, I've been a longtime listener. I am, as I've referred to myself before, as OG listener Tom. And uh, from back in the early episodes, you probably have heard of me talking shit about certain bands, loving certain bands, talking shit to you guys about bands that you guys don't like. So, yeah, uh, that's me. OG listener Tom and and here I am. Uh, for the past couple of years, I've been working on Crazy New Life podcast with my friend Jeremy, and we do a, we sit there and we talk about new metal ourselves. We you know talk about exploring and rediscovering new metal, past, present, and future. Talk about our history with new metal, new metal past, new metal topics, and we also love to bring up uh, you know every episode we'd like to do a quote unquote blind listen first time. Hopefully, one of us are hearing a song. From a, a newer, up-and-coming, underground, new metal band. Something that hopefully not as many people have heard of before. But that, you know, we want to put out there for other for our listeners to hear. Tom, I got to ask. I'm going to come right in. I love that you do that. Who's new? Who you got? Who's flying under the radar that nobody knows about? And you're like, turn it up, guys. This is the shit right here. There's a band called Flashback. They are pretty fucking awesome. There's a band called uh, Allura, A-L-U-R-A. Uh, we did an interview with the singer of, of Allura, uh, Taylor. And I have heard the recent one, uh, just a band called Freak. They are, that that's that's a pretty big one too. So yeah. Those three are three of the ones that we talked about recently that are, are extremely badass, that are been, you know, kind of newer to the new metal scene and everything like that. And they're all awesome. I feel like that Allura ended up on our best of 2023, probably Was because it? you suggested it. <laughs> Maybe. I sit there and try to help these bands get known on other new metal themes, everything like that. There's so many bands we've gone through for the past two years, and we don't even do that many episodes either. And, but there's so many great bands we've, we've, we've gone through that. You know, we found bands that were like, how do I put this? Not so, you know, weren't well known for so long or whatever. And we're just out there trying to help them kind of get out there too. We're not like promoting them per se, but we're like, we're, we're doing this as fans of these bands that other people may not have heard of and we want other people to hear them. So that's what Love we're it. all about. 
I mean, that's what we've got to do out here on these new metal trenches every day. You know, we've got to tell people, listen, there are rippers out there that you don't know about. What do I always say, Matt? There's rippers in them hills. We've got to get into those hills and find those rippers. rippers. And everybody who's out there, and it's so funny because whenever there is a new new metal pod that comes up, people will message us and go, you know about this? Do you know about this? And I'm like, yes, we know, and it's good. <laughs> you need to have the people on the streets. We, like you said, you can only do so many episodes a year. We can only do so many episodes a year. And, and, we're, and we're pretty niched in. Like, you know well, what we're doing. So, yes, like, we've got to have... The lanes gotta, are wide, baby! we got to get people out there talking about these bands, getting those numbers up for these guys to rock faces you know it truly is rising rising tide raising all boats because the more people looking for new metal the more people likely to find your podcast find our podcast i, I like we are so at this point even though i would say new metal is back mm-hmm. we're still a niche there's still a stigma uh i mean there is 100 percent of stigma still with new matt metal. is pelted with bananas and tomatoes whenever he leaves the house still to this <laughs> <Yeah>. day <laughs> there's somebody outside like boo him <laughs> i don't like chocolate starfish and matt's like i'm okay on it and it's pretty good it <laughs> <laughs> i would uh, say it's a standout of their discography mm, as you duck mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is why We've all got to be out there doing it. And that is also why you've been recommending this album. This album has been out for a while. <laughs> uh, yeah. And we're finally getting to it today. Stereo Mud, Perfect Self. This yep. album was released on May 22nd, 2001. Whoa, this is a thick of it album? This is a thick of it album, Matt. Just this when I think a- we've done every album in the thick of it, 20,000 more pop up. <laughs> Matt, when you think about the thick of it, and you think about what that means on a very literal level, thickness indicates density. And depth. And depth. We're only, we're not even halfway through that cake, all right? This is, this is, if we want to use this as a cake metaphor, man. Well, we are now. And I can tell you that there are many layers, okay? You get through the frosting and you're like, oh, is this just an all chocolate cake? And you're like, nope, there's more in there. You got to cut down further. And then it's like, oh, this is a dry kill logic cake? Keep going, bro. Keep cutting. And now we're at the layer where we're at the stereo mud part of the cake. (laughs) Yes. Ah, uh, Tom, we'll start with you. You have been uh, you've been long pushing for us to do this record. What is your history with Stereo Mud? It's kind of funny. Stereo Mud, I probably don't remember hearing them too much when they were an active band back in the early 2000s there. And so they were kind of under the radar even for me. But like I would say about 10, 12 years ago, somewhere around there, I is where I started to kind of have my love for new metal kind of start to reignite and i started just going on the internet and searching for new metal bands and i was, I was especially a bigger fan of a lot of those like lesser known beer t uh, b tier c tier type of bands and everything like that i mean i look you know bands like spine shanking and Nino and stuff like that so it wasn't just all about corn and biscuit it was about some of the a lot of these other uh lesser known bands and everything like that and I came across Stereo Mud on a blog with this guy actually kept like a blog of just like all different kinds of new metal bands and everything like that. So I just started uh, going through them and I found Stereo Mud. I listened to Stereo Mud like, okay, yeah, 
awesome. You know, this is one of those bands that I didn't even really know or as well now up until, you know, well after the new metal was kind of into its, you know, death spiral there. So, yeah, that's, that's mostly my history of Stereo Mud. Not a whole lot to go into, but yeah, well, when we get into the album, you'll get to hear more about my thoughts on it. Beautiful, beautiful. Matt, do you have any history with the Mud? I will say that I have seen this album cover a trillion times. <laughs> like, from the Best Buys to the used rack to the record store I worked in, I have seen Stereo Mud has been omnipresent like apartment 26 it was absolutely one of those albums that was out there in the world now i probably know the single because it it is one of those band names that it's just like this is is by stereo mud like i definitely remember that but at this point in time i feel like i'll be hearing this with new ears okay i can tell you that i did not really have any history with stereo mud i heard this all with very new ears when I did my listens. I do know that back when the coach went to Rock and Pod 2018 in Nashville, Tennessee, our good friend of the show, Scott Bowling, was there with the lead singer of Stereo Mud, Eric Rogers, and we did briefly talk with him. He was a very nice man. And I know, Tom, you had sent me an interview that Eric had done with Scott Bowling uh, on his show. I got to watch a little bit of that. Not the info you probably want to glean from that, but my info from that interview was, this man is very nice and is also a very active musician who uh, I really, what I got from it was that you know, so Stereo Mud is no longer active. Stereo Mud ends. Eric Rogers says, what are we doing next? What am I doing next? Let me get some boys together because I got to rock. And then he moves on. Next project. I got to rock there. The man is a constant rock machine. That is, he was born and bred for it. And we're going to get into it as we hear these songs. The man was made to rock and that is his life. And he is just continuing rocking to this day which I think is great and very admirable. Let's go through who's in Stereo Mud on this album. We have Eric Rogers on vocals. We have Corey Lowry on bass and vocals. We have Joey Zampella on guitar. John Fatorosu, if I'm saying that right, on guitar. And Dan Richardson on drums. Producers on this record, we have four people listed. Don Gilmore, Rick Parashar, and Howie Bino with co-production by Corey Lowry. I really wanted to bring up this uh, Howie yeah. Bino. Do you happen to, Matt, do you happen to recognize that name by any chance? I mean, I'm Howard Benson is usually uh, the Howie B I think of, but <laughs> no, Howard no. Bino, Howie Bino, I do not know. I think you'll find this interesting. Howie Bino was a member of ministry. He did keys and programming in ministry on the Psalm what? 69 album. Yeah, Holy for real. shit. I looked it up. I'm like, wow, like, wow. But he, uh, you know, Left the band, I think, in 93 or something like that. And he's been doing, like, obviously a lot of different musical production since then. But, yeah, uh, when I found that out, I thought that was interesting. Nice little connection to ministry there. All right. So I Googled him. I do have some breaking news. Howie passed away in 2020. Yes. Yes. Sorry. So he is no longer active. But he was rocking to the very end, according to everything I see here. He had most recently been working with uh, the band called Motor and a band called Black Asteroid. And he was also that's, working with the that's band a called really the cool Yeah, Black so Asteroid. That's Black a great name. Asteroid. Pff, 
let me tell you. You're like, what are we doing Saturday night? Like, we're going to go see car. Black Asteroid. We're going to see Black Asteroid. We're going to have a great night. That's what we're doing tonight. R.I.P. Howie Bino. Also, another familiar name behind the mixing board, Jay Baumgartner. What? Yes. Yes. What label and is this on? Matt, this is on Columbia Loud. All right. Okay. Yeah. According to Wikipedia, the album was met with moderate success, and the album sold more than 100,000 units in the United States of America. Uh, Musically, the album has been described as hard rock with metal influences similar in style to that of Seven Dust. And then they bring up the fact that bassist Corey Lowry is the younger brother of Clint Lowry of Seven Dust and Dark New Day. The genre tags for this album are new metal, alternative metal, and hard rock. And uh, one of the songs was featured in the soundtrack for the video game, ATV Off-Road Fury 2. I did have that game for my PlayStation 2, I want to say. So I have a physical copy of the album here. Picked it up from The Great Escape in Louisville, Kentucky, which is a a, uh, used record store slash comic book store. And I got it for a sweet $1.99. Ooh, that's a big thrift. That is a very big thrift. The album cover has what looks to be like we're in the inside of a metal tube uh, or maybe in a vortex of a kind being hit with Stereo Mud's logo (laughs) and their, their album title. Inside, the lyrics are scrawled as if written by someone desperately trying to get out of a room. Perhaps they're in an old boy situation, and they've decided to transcribe all the lyrics to the first Stereo Mud record because they've been in there for so long. Uh, the <laughs> pictures of the band. Uh, that was very... the task the wizard gave them. Mm-hmm. You yep. must scroll the lyrics to the Stereo Mud record. It was the first version of uh, songmeanings.com, Matt. <laughs> oh, uh, that's how it? it got started. Was it was a, it was a curse from a wizard, and uh, and what would happen is if you got the lyric wrong the wizard would return and he'd go these lyrics are wrong and he would admonish you and you'd be like they're carved i can't change them and then he'd be like who can fix this who can fix this and then you'd be like you're a wizard you use your magic and he would just keep saying who can fix this listen it was a terrible time <laughs> in the history of this world when and everything a was rough magic time based. for wizards just rough time for wizards they did not yeah. know their powers yeah well that's that's the thing is you know you go to a wizard, you're like, hey, how's this work? And he's like, let me get my wizard book. And you're like, well, who wrote that? And then it turns into a whole fucking thing. <laughs> oh, God. Don't uh, get a wizard started on the history of wizards. I think yes, that's the true. big lesson from this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we have a picture of the band on the back of the album. They're all looking suitably new metal, hard rock, ready to go. Eric Rogers has figured out his pose. And I want to applaud him for this because as I've been doing my research, I've been finding more pictures of the band. And he has figured out that this pose of him, arms crossed, hands visible, holding himself as if to say, my rock is too much and will burst out if I don't hold myself like this. This is his pose. And I got to tell you, I've seen him in multiple poses like this over the years. Works every time. It's someone who figured it out early on. And we're going to get into this as we get into the music video. This is a guy, like I said, this is, this is, I, I embrace myself. That's right. I embrace it and I'm here to rock. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, this man was born to rock. I I just want to 
stress that early on. Born to he's ready to burst out. He doesn't want to harm anybody. Yeah, exactly. He's he's like, listen, I'm here with my boys. We don't have our instruments. This is just a promo photo. I gotta hold that rocking in. But these arms, they're gonna go out. This shirt, it's gonna come off. These tats will become visible. We are gonna talk about these tats. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's see. Any other details from uh the uh yeah, so the band, uh yeah, the band was only in existence. From I believe nineteen was it nineteen ninety nine? Yes, nineteen ninety nine to two thousand. Yeah, two thousand three. It says. Yeah, two thousand three. Uh, oh, they wow. did release a second album, which was called Every Given Moment. That album did not do as well as this one. Label pulled support, and the band decided to go their separate ways. But then, like I said, immediately. I mean, they did. They do a rundown here uh, on the wiki of basically Eric Rogers was then went to the Sound Device. Love Said No, Dangerous New Machine, and My Therapy. Corey Lowry, he was in Stuck Mojo. He actually was on the album that we did, Matt, on the show last oh, year. Oh, wow. Uh, but he's also in Switched, Dark New Day, I Empire, St. Asonia, and he is currently the bassist in Seether. Holy. Uh, yeah. Dan so Richardson. Very much a working musician. Absolutely. Um, and St. Asonia is is Mushak's side band from Stand. Yeah. So that yeah, means- and the singer of Three Days Grace. Oh, perfect. Is in so, St. Sonia as well. There you go. So those are two guys who get to see Mushak cook every day. And, let uh, him cook. Open the window in the kitchen. Let, let the neighborhood know. Let Mushak cook. All right. Just wanted to mention that. Dan Richardson, drummer. He was in Propane, Life of Agony, and a band called Crumb Suckers. Johnny Fats Fatteruso. Oh, I like that. He is uh, the guitarist for Blackwater Rising, but he was also in War Dance. Altered Vision, Five Year Stare, Zyre's War, and The Pain Method. Imagine having tickets on a Friday night to The Pain Method. Mm-mm-mm. What are you doing Black this Black asteroids Matt? opening up, and then I'm uh-huh. going to see The Pain Method. Oh, man, that sounds like a hot night. It sounds like a hot night at the machine shop, quite honest. I'm that's, very that's... much a machine shop. If it were 20 years ago, it'd be a hot night at the Hayloft liquor stand. Mm-hmm. Joey Zampanella, he is currently the guitar- guitarist in Life of Agony. So honestly, these are guys who are committed to the rock and roll lifestyle. Nobody, road dogs. They did not leave Stereo Mud and say, well, I guess that's it. Time for me to go off, do something different, become an assistant principal, manage Kinko's. No. These boys, they said, give me that axe. Give me them sticks. Give me that mic. Because I got to rock. And uh, that's honestly, I don't, I, I might be teasing too much, but that's what's going to happen on this record. <laughs> we about to get rocked. <laughs> we about to get rocked. Um, I think, I think that's perfect. I think it's perfect time to get into this album. The first song is an intro into the actual first song, which is called Leave Back Up. And let's go to leave back up. This won't be one. 
<laughs> so I got to tell you, for a little bit of context, this was my album follow-up to spending a month listening to that Linkin Park album and to, <laughs> to Guns N' Roses' Chinese Democracy. So when I heard this, <laughs> I was like, a true gift. This is what I needed in my life. I needed some pure, uncut 2001 new metal. I needed it straight into my veins. I needed the yells. I needed the chunky riffs. And I needed a lyric like, I'm tired of hiding my hate inside from you. And then saying, get away, run away, stay away. That's new metal, baby. And I remember listening to it going like, new metal is back for me personally right now. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I needed as a person. As a person who's just trying to get through the day. I put this thing out in my car and I was like, pedal, you go straight to the metal. You go straight to the metal. Uh, Melon cleanser for you, buddy. You know, it really, it really was. Tom, talk us through your feelings on leave back up. I think it's a pretty good, like decent opening song. Maybe not like you know your quote unquote hot open like you guys like to talk about. It just kind of starts to really give them their give the audience their a taste of their sound of what you're going to hear for the rest of the album, right? And come on, I mean, like as far as like new metal attitude, like what the hell is more new metal than you know telling you stay the hell away from me. you know get get off mm-hmm. get off get off my get off me get get away. You know, back up. You know, I mean, seriously, just go, go. I don't want to deal with you no more type of shit, right? I love that. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I wrote the whole thing. Back up, back off. You're always pushing me. You're right on top of me. What do you want from me? Let me tell you, is there a more new mental sentiment than what do you want from me? And you're right. It is a confident open. It's a strong open, but it's not the hottest open. And it is setting the tone. Like, this is what you're going to get. Spoiler alert, it's going to get better from here. They did not decide to put their hottest track to start. They said, let's set a tone, but we got more heaters to come. Matt, did you want to push this song away or did you want to bring it closer? I'm going to tell you right now, while I was hugging myself in my hug pose, oh, I was feeling this. And what I was also feeling heavy, heavy disturbed. I was feeling that like... Mm. you've got you've got the kind of the stupefy person for me that type of like mm-hmm. staggered mm-hmm. build got the get back up back off huge but song does exactly what it's supposed to do i know exactly what's happening here good clear statement of purpose from the band get the fuck away from me is a new metal as fuck statement I'm here for it. I'm enjoying what they've got. This is a straight-ahead rocker. I have no issues with this. And they were able to stay away from Buttsburg. Like, a couple mm-hmm. of tweaks, and we we would have been eh, drifting towards the butt. Because of the aggression, they got it back into the new. So Yeah, that is the thing that early on, I was like, is this going to get a little bit of a crack on us. Are we going to see those those sweet cheeks? But the thing about it is... Yeah. But a whiff of butt or not? Yeah. Just a a whiff of butt. But you don't don't get it because, yeah, because it is that aggression is there. And and that might just be the difference is that when you get more aggressive, you start... You pull your pants up. You cinch your belt because you might be having to throw. All right? Yeah. When things are a little looser, then yeah, 
them pants are going to drop a little bit. Everybody knows the best butts are smooth. <laughs> that's it, Matt. Uh, there was only... uh, tell Jenny that's a new epitaph for me. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yep. Update Matt's epitaph. The best butts are smooth. Matt Nas, here he <laughs> lies. Um, <laughs> uh, there was only one comment on songmeanings.com. It's from Smacked by Godsmack, who said, This song is badass. The meaning, obvious. You said it. Sure. You said it. Straight forward. Back up. Get off there, nice. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Let's keep it rolling. Next up, the song, Don't Be Afraid. I love that bass tone so much. You don't like them stepping on you. You don't like they make fun of your name. They tell you what to do when you just try to fit in and they're all laughing. You left there standing, don't know what to do when you feel hurt and afraid. Don't show it bothers you. Don't give yourself up. The aggression level, it's only getting cranked up higher, you guys. It's only going higher. I wrote that I also love the rumble in this bass. Immediately, I felt really good about it. But I want to talk about the lyrics on this song. Because we deal with this a lot. It's like, hey, you're dealing with bullies. You're dealing with people pushing you around. All right? And what you need to do is you just need to get past them. You just need to get away from them. Get by that. What this song says is, no, you need to beat their fucking ass. <laughs> you need to launch yourself like a missile at these, these people. Listen, clench your fist and then put it in a couple faces. Let them know who they're dealing with. All right? All right? This song you want to tussle? I'm ready to tussle. I've been waiting for a new metal song written by Sean Connery's character from The Untouchables, okay? I've been waiting for a song that's like, we do this the Chicago way. That's they the bring Chicago a knife, way. you bring a gun. You know, like, oh, like, okay, all right, you know? Korn's always like, oh, I wish we could beat these guys up, but I just feel so sad about it. Stereo Mud's like, time to throw. Get your boys. Get your boys. It's time to throw. We ain't stepping down. I, uh... I loved it. And also, honestly, though, it is it goes right into that chorus and it's rocking and it's so solid that all I could think is I am in capable hands. I am I am so usually you feel like I'm on the ride by like track six, maybe like, okay, I'm in the ride. I'm really in the groove by this song. I'm like, ah, man, Stereo Mud have it. They have it. They know exactly what they're doing. And they're giving me a song on track three that's like, time to whoop some fucking ass. So I was like, yeah, let's do this. I love it. Tom, how'd you feel about this one? Oh, this is like a pretty just like, I don't know, just a straight rocker, right? You know, what else is it to it? Like, it is, like you said, you know, don't be afraid, stand up, whatever, for yourself, all that stuff, right? And But still, just like tone-wise and everything like that, it's just, yeah, it kind of just 
pick you back up and, and get get going and get ready to face the day again, right? Absolutely. Face the day where you beat the ass of every person that has ever wronged you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, exactly. Matt, I know you're getting your enemies list together now that you've been empowered by this song, but before you go out to Exact Vengeance, how did you mm. feel about it? Well, first of all, I need to get on my ATV immediately. There it is. <laughs> or my motocross bike and just... I got to show the competition what's up. This, I could, you could hang a shelf on that bass riff. That, I love that stuff so much. Perfect amount of rattle, perfect amount of low end. Love bass lines like that. Really propels the song. Like, you feel motion the moment that it hits. And this, I'm telling you right now, I'm getting such heavy disturbed vibes from the vocalist, but in a way that I appreciate because as it's known, I'm not a huge disturbed guy. I, I understand. Is, Draymond is tough for me. I don't like it. This guy isn't going to Draymondville. Like when you, when you take a trip with Draymond, you're getting 100% uncut Draymond. Like you are going to get insanity. This guy keeping me in the pocket taking me on an emotional journey with him but like i'm hanging with him like almost everything that he's doing makes sense serves the song in a way that i prefer over disturbed all preference baby but like yeah i i'm as you said lauren i'm on the ride like i i definitely see where these people where these people these people be stereo mud i see where stereo mud's going with this and I, i like where they're going Absolutely. A little tech info for this uh, this song and Leave Back Up uh, are the two songs in the album produced and engineered by Don Gilmore. Don Gilmore, you may know from a little album called Hybrid Theory. He, uh, okay. he pressed some buttons, moved some knobs on that one. Uh, so you might know that. There's also a really cool section, Matt. Let's let's just check it out real quick. It's over at 210. In my notes, it's called the Don't Run section. All right. Let's check it out. Don't be afraid. That activates the pit. Are you wow. kidding me? Mm-hmm. There it is. Yeah. Because you got that bass line that you could rock for literally ever. That's mm-hmm. where you can. That's where you can get the crowd to be like, hold. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody moves until I tell you, until I tell you to move. <laughs> when I say run, unleash it. <laughs> Absolutely, Matt. Hold. Uh, <laughs> uh, only one comment on songmeanings.com once again. It's from Meta for You, who says, Very simple message in this song, but some good advice nonetheless. Great advice. Go out there and whoop <laughs> some fucking ass. You're right. You're right. <laughs> let's just let's just get out there, get them boots on, and get to stomping. Get to stomping. All right, up next. We have the first of many interludes into the song, Old Man. All right.
So this is the first song where I really, really heard the seven dust of it all. Really heard that in the vocals. But it seems like, and Tom, I want your feedback on this for sure, is is it seem like it's a little bit more intense than a seven dust? Like seven dust, I feel like is like a half step slower. Half seven dust wants to get a little bit more groovy and not so right up in your face crunch all the time and i feel like seven dust like to really set a mood while stereo mud's like we are here to crush we are here to rock and that is like and it but it's like it's almost like a by millimeters thing almost what what do you think about that yeah I, there, there is some comparison to seven dust and some of these tracks we'll hear and this one i can see where you're going with that but like it's weird for for me it doesn't quite carry the same energy as a seven dust song and so it doesn't quite like hold up as well in the same way, but it depends on like what point in seven dust you're listening to. Cause I mean, like when it comes to like this band overall, they're kind of like this album's kind of like the cousin to like say animosity or something like that. Like this is like some weird kind of like new metal family type of deal, new metal family reunion. You got that, you got the old songs like old man. And then you got like, um, what's it going to say? But you got like you know things off of like animosity or something like that that are com- comparable in my opinion. But yeah, I understand what you're seeing. Like they kind of get a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit more of a, a hold in their music, I guess, or in Old Man versus something you might get out of Seven Dust or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It, it's one of those things where because I would listen to it, and and when I initially did my first listen, I had my first thought was are we in a we have seven dust at home situation mm-hmm. but as i did subsequent listens i was thinking more like seven dust change your locks because stereo mud is pulling a heist because it seems like they're pulling the best stuff and it's not so much an imitation as as like uh well it is an imit- i don't know it's are like they they're refining making it the sound to kind of make yes. it their own yes matt yes that's what i'm trying to say uh yeah all i know is that when this chorus hits guys i'm feeling like maybe i gotta take my shirt off because it's getting heated like it's just like <laughs> oh boy oh boy we're getting we're getting nuts in here also oh, we're, yeah we're gonna get we're gonna get that in time trust me <laughs> yeah and uh and uh and i also wrote my notes that while this chorus is very seven dust the music just makes me think these boys are road dogs. This is the type of song you take out on the road. Yeah, I very much enjoyed it. I wrote great song. And also that this seems to be possibly a song about uh, euthanizing someone. Once again, Stereo Mud, take it one step further. Matt, how'd you feel, it, old man? Well, as I hug myself and pose, I'm mm-hmm. thinking that chorus was a little yarly. And I felt I was near the crack. Oh, Felt like mm. we weren't in Buttsburg. That was that was not a full on trip to the butt, but that okay. was a uh, a scenic overlook <laughs> for sure. Okay. Um, again, old man as a as a feels it, this feels like straight ahead rock song. Like if ZZ Top would have formed in 1998, they would have wrote this song. You know what I mean? Like this feels like this is tried and true rock song material like hey old man you don't know what the fuck you're talking about matt i can already see the music video you've got an old man he's on his deathbed he's got the hottest nurses you've ever oh my seen God, right? the hottest nurses zz top roll in 
They are in, in a their beautiful white eliminator car. Yep. Eliminator car, but it's a white eliminator because they are from heaven and they are there <laughs> to take him to heaven because he is dying. Old man, I'm here to stop your pain. That he get the old man gets in the eliminator. He goes to heaven. He gets out of the car. He's now young again, and heaven is nothing but the as far most as the eye beautiful can see, women. Hotties, all hotties, <laughs> no, all hotties, zero percent naughties. Naughties, and also there's also no dudes either because all these other dudes they suck they went to hell that's it and then it's like <laughs> directed by wayne isham <laughs> uh, i love a good wayne isham reference listen anytime i can work my boy wayne in i'm gonna do it i think that's the perfect way then to segue into the next song which before we was do the, that before yes, we do Matt. that yes Matt. thank you stereo mud for separating your interludes they are their own track this is clutch I mean, we talked about it a little bit with um, Steppa, and he was just like, boy, I wish we would have uh, just isolated this opening to its own track so you could just hop right in because, yeah, it's just one of those things. You're listening on the CD, and you're like, oh, no, I just want to get to the next song. I don't need the interlude right now. We've talked about it before, Lauren. It's just like, do I need to hear Broke Fi Broke? No, I don't. Click. Mm next track mm-hmm. yeah i mean kanye west has done a lot of things wrong but at least he knew to make all of his skits skippable that's true <laughs> that's, that's true listen listen i i know some people are like lauren you don't gotta hand it to him but i'm gonna hand it to him on this one <laughs> up next <laughs> this whole show is just about me having you give compliments to kanye west <laughs> oh thanks matt thanks oh you're getting canceled uh, oh it's over for me next up it is the single it's the song with the video. It's called Pain. Tom, I got to know, Tom, I got to know, when you were doing your listens, I mean, did you do a car listen, and did that cause you to drive your car off a couple ramps listening to this song? Well, I'm very lucky. My work commute is only about five minutes, so I don't really have a whole lot to run into on, on the way. So, okay, but, uh, right. yeah, uh, no, I was, I was able to avoid running into anything, but by pure sheer will, because we're trying to overcome 
the urge to run into something while listening to this song is it's pretty it's it's, it's a lot man <laughs> the energy here and i mean the first time i heard this song you know, I'm, I'm driving in my car. I pull up. I'm like, what's this song called? I saw it's called Pain. I said, perfect. Great. Can only go up from here. <laughs> Can only go up from here, frankly. And we're going through it. And I'm like, well, he has to say it. He has to He has to deliver the word pain. This is not a song that's going to be called Pain that they never mention it. And then when he does it, I was like, you did it. Stereo Mud, you did it. I get why this was the single. I get it 100%. I am shocked this song wasn't bigger. This song seems perfect. You know, this song, I'm just going to say right now, NFL Sunday night, things are going wild for one of the teams. Maybe they've had a lot of injuries, had to carry a lot of guys off. This is how you go to commercial with Eric Rogers yelling, pain, as they take a guy off in a stretcher. I'm sorry. Maybe it's in bad taste. Maybe it's in bad taste. But I think that's what they should have done. I think it would be something. I think a couple dads sitting on the couch would go, that's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. So I thought this one, I like the chug chug at the start. I like the snake arm verses with some scraping guitar underneath. We have lyrics about suffocation and choking. Let me tell you, my ears perked up on that. Yeah, and I've already said, you know, the pain, pain, pain feels like quintessential new metal. He also talks about so much sadness. And also this song, I just going to point it out. And maybe this is once again still, you know, residual trauma from Chinese democracy. This song is three and a half minutes long gets the job done and then it goes home to its family okay it just makes sense chef's kiss matt how are you feeling about pain let's talk about eric rogers voice here mm-hmm. fucking strong holy mm-hmm. he's got a great yes. voice he's got a great mm-hmm. voice and you know why he has a great voice because he goes high in a way that other singers especially of the time couldn't do without going operatic or going classic metal. And he does not. He is. Not, this is very much of the style, and it's right on. He's dead on with how he goes up. Most he, they, there's, a, there's a whisper of Alice in Chains in there in, in terms of the doubling on the vocal. I didn't mind it at all, at Whoa. all, because Whoa. his voice Wait. is so strong. Wait. I got changed. And I was okay with it this time. This is a first. Tom, you're here for it, buddy. You're here for and it, buddy. He, dude, and Matt I've got changed. He thought it was a- <laughs> yeah, well, I've been a long-time listener all about the changing all over the years, hearing you guys talk about it, hearing you guys complain about it. And what what happens here on this episode, I'm here for it. Matt actually enjoys the chain scene for what? No, I do not enjoy the chain. Let me <laughs> Okay, fine. I'm sorry. I had one line. I had one line of the Allison Chains double, and his voice was so good that it made me realize I'm being changed, but it's okay this time. Matt, I'm sorry. That's how good his voice is. 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 Eric Rogers, you can put that one in your resume. My voice is so good. Matt Nas doesn't mind getting changed. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, if wow. If you did it longer than one line, though, Eric, I'm telling you right now, I'd change my tune. <laughs> you give me two lines of changing, no matter who you are, it's not going to work. Uh, oh, boy, Matt. You're, you're, you're the type of guy who's like, I don't like onions. And then you have a burger that's got like two onions on it. And you're like, okay, I did something for the flavor. And then somebody's like, they just slap a whole slab onion on it. You're like, I'm back. I hate onions. I back in hating so, onions yeah don't uh, worry don't worry there's plenty of me not liking <laughs> allison chains to come 
but I think I think what I'm saying stands here. Like this song, his voice is great. Also, choosing to make pain come out like punctuation rather mm-hmm. than elongated. Great move there. Because a lot of people will end a phrase with pain, and it'll be like, and that's my pain, and it'll go on forever. He's like, no, fuck that. Pain! Like, just as, like, a shot. (gasps) Like, great move, powerful move, right move, and it serves the song incredibly well. There you go. I was going to say, I think she kind of expected uh, Matt to mock the the, uh, song a little bit more, the way he says pain or something like that. But I love the way Matt says pain, the way he yells it out. Dude, that, that's great. I, For some reason, I just imagined that in my head. That's exactly how it would sound when Matt would say that. Pain! Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's what it is, Matt. You Hug you, yourself. You, I think mm-hmm. it's because Eric has me hugging myself more that I'm in mm-hmm. my feelings, and I'm just uh-huh. enjoying who this human being is. Pain! Yep, that's it. That's it. Eric, Eric, thank you. Thank you. Songmeanings.com, Sick and Twisted, said, This is an awesome song with great lyrics. Where is everybody? (laughs) It's a good point. They're on their ATVs. They're hopping over dirt berms. Absolutely. They're doing heel clicks. That's not what Uh, that trick is called. I like that, though, heel clicks. I believe that's a tap dancing thing, but no. Also do your heel clicks when you're on your ATV. (laughs) Wear your tap shoes for both. Jay Sugar said, I'm in love with this song, Winky Emoji. Oh, my. What are you trying to say, Jay Sugar? I'm just saying, don't get me in the, alone in the room with this song. I'm just saying, I'm in the DMs of the song Pain, Ooh. and I'm asking it to message me back. Ray94 says, saw them in concert, kick ass. And Maggot Prince Said, very good song. Love the line. When I tell myself there's nothing more I can take. <laughs> I like that he was like, love that line. When there's nothing more I can take. Really relate to that. Maggot Prince, thank you. There is a pain music video. And uh, I'm just going to stay right off the bat. Really enjoyed this music video. The band is performing on a giant clear bottom stage. But they are in the middle of the forest in the middle of the night. Three Mack trucks with trailers are sitting nearby. Camera pans over. The band's in the middle of the forest, middle of the night, ready to rock. Full production set up. There's no audience. What's going on? Stereo Mutter here to rock. They're here to do this thing. Mack trucks, backs open. Out comes streaming. An unlimited amount of young people with flashlights who have all been crammed into these Mack trucks. Their mission find stereo mud in the forest for the most part you can't really tell they just seem to be younger people then at one point the camera does pause to show us one person looking up into the distance with excitement that person is of course a hottie (laughs) they better be there's so much of them running out of the trucks and running through the forest with flashlights though that i was worried they were not going to make it to the concert before the song ended uh, at a certain point, I was like, you got to get these people to the show. All right. Stereo Mud are crushing. The band is doing all the moves. Jumps, spins, crouch down to jumps. Eric Rogers, so many facial piercings. He rolled in and he said, give me everything you got. And they gave him everything he got. He starts off and he's wearing a shirt. But the shirt is unbuttoned in this way that lets me know this shirt. This shirt's not long for this world. <laughs> it's got to go. It's got to go. It's got to go. <laughs> at which point. 
He takes it off, and the camera gives him the full back red dragon reveal <laughs> of this skeletal back tattoo that I was like, pause YouTube. What do we got going on here? <laughs> what is happening? Also, um, I don't want to say this thing was like 100, 180p perfect preservation, but this was a pretty well-preserved 2001 music video. So I could really make out what everybody was doing. This back tattoo, tremendous, tremendous. Needed more time, honestly, in the video. The edit's a little weird because then they start cutting. After he takes the shirt off, then they cut back to him with the shirt on, and then the shirt's off again. And I was like, and I know, Tom, you're nodding your head. Once the shirt's off, it's got to be off. I know. I was watching this. I'm just like, go back and forth. It's like, no, decide, on or off, on or off. I also keep it off because seriously, I mean, he, he's already took it off. He made a huge dramatic you know, scene out of it and everything like that. Just like, keep it off, dude. Just, yeah. you know, what, what was going on there? Like, in for a penny, in for a pound, buddy. Like, exactly. Yeah. Cause yeah, once that shirt's off and you, and you see that back tattoo, you're like, let Rogers cook. All right. The only, the only move at that point is to have somebody on the side put a cape on you. That's the only thing you could put a cape on at this point. You could James yeah. Brown it, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. And you can't like, sure. No capes. Yeah. Pain. I gotta so, yes. say one other thing about this video. It's like it's got you know the whole nighttime vibe. Everything's like this weird blue and green hue and everything like that. But I think Eric Rogers kind of put off this kind of like like that that '90s new metal vampire vibe as well with his look and everything. He has an eye intensity we rarely encounter, and I think it's because his eyes are bluer. Uh, don't quote me if his eyes are not blue, but I believe they're just like a bluer, and it leads to a he when he makes eye contact with that camera, you're like, I'm locked in. I gotta let him in the house. I don't know why. I gotta let him in. Oh, hope he doesn't eat me. You know, <laughs> like yeah, he definitely yeah, he definitely with the vampire vibe, definitely with that. And plus, he's got the longer black hair slightly in his eyes. He's got all the piercings in his mouth and face, so it's just like. He's going for it, but truly the back tattoo reveal, I was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, whoever did that back tat, you fucking did it, bro. You fucking did it. So I thought this was a very strong song. Perfect single, makes sense to me. Should have gone platinum. That's all I'm going to say on that one. Next up is the song Steppin' Away. Change 
What I like about this song is that they still keep it heavy. They're still keeping it up, but they know that they got to get a song for that guy who's like, hey, it's been a tough week, but I'm going to see Stereo Mud on Saturday. And I'm hoping I can get a little bit of this out, you know? And they get out there and they hear this song and they put their hand on their chest and they close their eyes and they just sing along with that chorus. You're stepping away from me. They're getting it all out. They're getting it all out that night. Because this is a bad relationship song. But what this song is about is like, you need to get out of here. I never want to see you again. Get out of here. Hope it's the last time I see your fucking face. Get out of here. The, the definitive article action going on with this band it's all, it's never like maybe this is happening we're still in the situation we're muddling it up even though they're stereo mud this is crystal clear get out of here get out of here i very much enjoyed this rock solid riffing there's a part at 155 where he goes last time and i was like yep that's what you want <laughs> and once again this is this point right after the hot single this is where a lot of bands would like slow it down. And I think this is basically, this is as slowed down as Stereo Mud's going to give you. They're going to give you, this, this is the closest I'd say to like a Lighters Up type song for Stereo Mud. Tom, how'd you feel about this one? You know, it's just, yeah, like you said, slowed down, kind of uh, a little bit of that, a uh, little bit, the little ballady kind of breakup song type of deal or whatever you want to call it, bad relationship, any real relationship type of deal. A very kind of simple, straightforward song though. You know, you're stepping away from me, and this is it. This It's over. It's, it's done for. And I'm going to move on type of deal now after this, basically. Just mm-hmm. good, solid, you know, song. Um, there you go. Matt and Oz, are you stepping away from the song, or are you stepping toward it? I'm, I, might be, I might be stepping towards it. Definitely, again, Eric Rogers' vocals shining through. Definitely a Rage Against the Machine opening. I, I, are we going to go bullet in from a gun? Is that what's happening here at the top? But then they smooth it out a little bit, and I don't mind that. Good stuff. The chorus on it, I, w- I was interested. I'm interested in their choruses, like interesting takes, different takes uh, than other new metal bands of the time because they're going, in a way, a lot more, not classic rock, but they have those classic rock rounded edges like there is not an abrasiveness to these choruses especially on this one which has a huge lift um i wasn't ex- like i'm surprised by this band i feel like they're they're ticking a lot of boxes that modern rock radio of the time would have absolutely gone crazy for so i'm kind of wondering where the hang up was was it just oversaturation was it that loud didn't know what to do with it or is it that this album cover is completely confusing and doesn't let anybody know what the fuck's going on with this band because i will say like the more i look at this album cover it looks either like the bottom of a nike dunk or it looks you know like just a close-up of like the pivot point on a sneaker or it looks like a the worstly the worst constructed woofer that's ever existed in a speaker that's gonna blow immediately. Um so I, I just kind of feel like some of the art direction here is a little off because this song is I could hear the if this feels like I turn on 101.1 right now, our mm-hmm. our rock radio station, and this comes on. And yeah, 
this is on in the garage when I'm when the when I'm having my oil changed, and I'm like, yeah, of course, this is the song that's playing. Yeah, this is this is Money in the Bank. I don't know what the fuck happened here, Matt. If I take my car to get the oil changed and stepping away is playing, and I can hear it coming from the mechanic spot, I know that my oil will be changed perfectly. It's gonna be perfect. They're gonna give me that car back and then say you are all set, and I will know that they're right. All caps screwed back on. The best oil poured in. You can tell I'm a big car guy, by the way. Well, yeah, you and me both, buddy. (laughs) Oh, man, let me tell you. Wheels, steering wheels, uh, trunks, the whole deal. Get me in a car. (laughs) Trunks. Yep. You know the number one thing all car guys mention. Trunks. Uh, yeah, you know, well, listen, when you go to a car show, you know, a lot of people, they pop the hood and they're like, check out this engine. I'm like, what type of storage you got in the back? All right. What we got going on there? Can you get fit groceries in there? Can you fit a bike in there? What do you got? What do you got going on? And the answer is that if it's a car, you can't fit a bike. That's just what I'm learning. Uh, songmeanings.com. Falcon said very powerful song. Good for breaking up. Sticking a tongue emoji. This song is so powerful that I played it. I played to women to break up for me. There is nothing tougher than if you're in a relationship with someone and you get home and they're like, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? And you look over at the CD player and Stereo Mud's perfect self is propped up. You're like, shit. Oh, fuck. They're yeah, about to play Stepping. Ste- they're about to play Stepping Away. Bebop said, to me, it's about giving it all into a relationship than finding out your, quote, significant other doesn't have the same feelings as you, which is interesting enough. And then, you know, I thought, honestly, most of the comments under this under this album, pretty, you know, nothing too wild for songmeanings.com. But then Raven GT rolled in. Ah, Raven GT. Fresh they, off their ATV. Right. They got off the ATV and they hopped right on the computer. And they said, I think the chorus goes, now you're stepping away from me one foot at a time. Basically, they're correcting the lyrics. Then they said, it seems that the singer, parentheses, relative of Lejean of Seven Dust, is in a relationship that really meant something to him. But it seems that his significant other doesn't have the same feelings. He tries to say that he's not alone anymore, but he knows that he's, quote, cold and lonely on the inside. We try so much as humans to cover what we feel inside that we can even fool ourselves. But eventually the cover fails and we're exposed. The singer knows this, and he knows that he's really, quote, cold and lonely. At least that's what I get from this. Very powerful song. Stereo Mud kicks ass. Okay fairly good comment about their feelings they've done some corrections lyrics are wrong i'm fixing that also this is what i feel i'm giving you a song meaning and also i'm giving you what i believe is a fact about this song that perhaps is not true but that's okay it's songmeanings.com you guys that's july 1st 2002 july 6 2002 switched up tool 12 says raven gt hate to break a t and stuff but the lead singer of this band isn't a relative to Lejean. You're thinking of Corey Lowry being related to Clint Lowry of Seven Dust Bean Brothers. So don't post stuff unless you know what you're talking about. Ooh, burn. Tool APC, longtime song meanings commenter, rolls in December 18th, 2004. That's right, over two and a half years later. Hey, switched up tool. He didn't know that, so shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> he can post whatever the fuck he wants and you have nothing to say about it. Get a fucking life. Get a fucking life. Get a fucking life. Top tier got him. And I was like, wow. You know, like I have coming and rolling in two and a half years later to bust your chops. <laughs> to get him. And then I thought, you know what? Perfect way to cap off this thing. But we got one more. Maggot Prince rolls in September 17, 2006 and says, this is a really nice song. I relate to it to some degree. <laughs> Maggot Prince, you got to give us more, buddy. You can't tap out after leaving them crumbs. I need the sandwich. No, nope. you know. I think that there's something I can identify to in this song. <laughs> oh yeah, do you want to you want to elaborate on that? Nope. No. Oh, okay. Nope. nope. Right. Not at all. All right. Because well, we're just gonna have to wonder. Just uh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. you know, well, here's what's gonna happen in six to twelve years. Tool APC is gonna roll back in. And they're <laughs> gonna go, "Hey, Maggot Prince, if you're not gonna elaborate, then maybe you should shut the fuck, fuck up." up. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Next up is a song called How We Stand. This is a song that makes you scrunch your face up when you hear that riff. You're like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. and once again, <laughs> listen, Eric Rogers. I don't know what he's doing in his real life, but based on this album, this boy's ready to scrap anytime, anywhere. He's ready to throw down. Or in this song, from what I can tell, he is about to have the world's most intense steering contest because that is i've read these lyrics multiple times and i look at the song title how we stand and he's like this is how i stand and i'm gonna stand here and i'm gonna look you straight in the eye and if you blink you toast you're done and honestly tom as you know watching that music video with that stare your ass might be blinking your ass might be blinking tom how do you stand on how we stand. I stand with the song, man. You know, I'm right there with it. I'm with it, man. That's all I can say. These boys, they got riffs. Oh, yeah. They got riffs. And also, right off the top, when someone says to you, how long has it been? Oh, you're in trouble. <laughs> you're in trouble. You are in trouble. Matt, stare at me and tell me what you think of this song. <laughs> hey, buddy. I'm yeah. going to look you dead in your eye sockets. And I'm all right. Tell you. We were most certainly chugging up top, weren't we, baby? Yeah. Uh, I feel like we went a little more broad, mainstream, modern rock, alt rock in the uh, in the chorus there. Kind of not my thing. Kind of not my thing. But like the songcraft is. These are great songwriters. I really think this is executed well. 
this is not my favorite song on the record so far and i think it's just because the the chorus left me a little cold i i wasn't i wasn't into it as much um in a way it made me even though godsmack isn't what they did it made me feel like godsmack in a way and again i well on the record not enjoying godsmack that much mm-hmm. um yeah this just felt mo- a little more modern rock than new metal i like that he switched and he started screaming but it was more to me a modern rock scream than a new metal scream everything that he's done up into this point i have enjoyed this one just wasn't for me okay i know there may be some questions like lauren where else did you get this idea of it being a staring contest uh (laughs) near the end he says you and i have never rested we'll sleep when we die and also just a lot of talks about standing i mean the only other option and this is going into my own past, is that this is a song from the point of view of a new band leader of a marching band. And he's going in there and he's like, I'm seeing a lot of slouchy poses. I'm seeing a lot of bad stances here when we're in formation. And I need you guys to be there, ready to go, looking good, holding your instruments up. And I can be here all fucking day waiting for you to get your shit together. I can tell you from personal experience that I once had a band leader like that. Uh, It was my sophomore year of high school and uh, they weren't happy. I don't know if they weren't happy or they had um, cycled out someone who had been in charge of the band and they brought in this new guy and the rep around the grades was this guy's tough. He's tough one, Lauren. He's going to whip us into shape. We're going to get ones at festivals for sure. And I played trombone in high school marching band. And so they get us all out on the field, and they put us all, and then they just have you stand, and you're just standing there, and you hold your instrument out, and you just stand there. And the idea is that the visual of everyone standing stone still in the formation, very exciting, you know, if you've ever seen a marching band. But they always tell you, don't lock your knees, because if you lock your knees, you're going to cut off the blood flow, and you might pass out. And... Um, I don't want to blow any minds about here, but I'm, I'm a little bit of a jokester. I'm a little bit of a guy who likes to joke around and have fun and be a little sarcastic. And so people are kind of like, Lauren, don't be goofing around. And I was like, listen, I'm just a 10th grade boy living his life. And we're standing there and the guy has basically just put us in and he said, uh, we're just going to be standing here for, I don't know how long we're just gonna be standing here. And it's like the summertime. So it's, it's a, it's a little hot. And my vision starts to get a little wild, you guys. And I say to my buddy Gerard, who's standing next to me, I said, I think, I think I'm not feeling well. I don't know. I think things don't feel good. And he goes, stop fucking joking. Like through gritted teeth. He's like, don't joke about this, Lauren. Don't joke. And I was like, eh, whatever. And then, guys, blackness. It consumed me. Darkness consumed me. And uh, I woke up on the ground and looking up in the sky. And I hear Gerard going, get up. What the fuck are you doing? Like he's still in full pose. No one's helping me. I'm just laying there. And then the band leader's head comes into my view over me. And he goes, you okay? And I said, yeah, I think I passed out. And he goes, okay, we'll all take a 10 minute break. So we all get a 10 minute break. Everyone's like, were you fucking faking? Were you faking? Were you joking? Were you faking? And I was like, no, guys, I passed out. 
They had to give me water. It was a whole thing. I got to tell you, though, when I woke up on the ground, I'd never felt so relaxed. I got to tell you that. Waking up from passing out like that, it was beautiful. Not saying I recommend it, but I'm just saying in that moment, it was fantastic. And you guys, that dude quit. <laughs> we got a different band leader. You make How one guy after? pass. I'm talking like the next day. He didn't come back. He didn't come back. That's right. One dude. Pa- that's that dude was like, I'm going to be the hardest you've ever seen. One guy passes out. He's like, oh, no, I went too hard. I don't want to get sued. I'm out. I guess it's a pro tip, too. If you're someone who listens to the show and is still going to be in a marching band. Um, there you go. A little bit, a little bit of info about it. So yeah, so when I listened to the song, I was just like, this could be the point of view of that guy, and it can go either way. If you've got the courage, of the convictions of someone like Eric Rogers, who says we st- we sleep when we die, or the guy who briefly ran the band, who basically was like, ah, we're not dying, we're not dying, you guys. <laughs> Ten minute break. I think it's the perfect time now to talk about the next song, which is an interlude into Down From Here. changed real bad (laughs) (laughs) real bad guys oh Uh -oh. guys i wish it was Uh i wish it was as good as the other one it was not as good oh god i do not feel good i've been Uh been Uh changed oh not my Uh favorite oh Oh, no all right voice couldn't save him that time Uh well there you go tom there you are a full-on changing matt barely recovering <laughs> um uh, uh, tom how did you feel about the chain zine and down from here i mean i don't i i'm not as affected by it as mad as you know i have some immunity to that chain zine, i guess <laughs> but uh <laughs> it uh it doesn't bother me you know it's just uh don't bring me down man that's that's basically all it is no i'm sorry unfortunately looks like it brought matt down unfortunately but hey otherwise yeah just don't bring me down from here man i'm up here I'm above y'all. Don't bring me down. I, you, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna stay here now. That's where I'm at. 
Yeah, I like that message as well from the song. I thought this one was another one that was like very, very Seven Dusty. But once again, I didn't mind it. I mean, I think we've had, and Matt, you can kind of back me up here, that we've had kind of like an up and down relationship with Seven Dust on this show. Uh, We do have some songs in the canon from Animosity, but I don't believe we have any full albums uh, in the canon. Mm -hmm. But this one, once again, I was like, okay, I'm enjoying this. It's very Seven Dusty. But your reference points could be worse. I, of course, have complete immunity to a changing. I embrace a changing every time I can experience one. So I had no problems in that regard. I did think that the verses were better than the chorus on this song and that you could honestly put the chorus to how we stand on this song and it would make the song punchier. But it felt like they made a concerted effort to not have that sameness go on. And thus they did more of a drawn out vocal on the chorus, which I did not love as much. I think I love a punchier chorus, at least in regards to this song. I think a punchier chorus would have worked better for me. Uh, so overall, not bad. Uh, you know, we're in the middle of the album. I'm certainly still on the ride. I'm certainly still not mad about this. I can tell you that on my three listens, you know, I did a Christ God challenge. This one got a car listen. It got a dinner listen and it got a headphones listen. And, you know, on the dinner listen, this goes great with the pasta. It goes great with the pasta. I'm just going to let everybody know. All right. Some people have asked, what do I do for sauce? I'm still getting it out of the can. I've been admonished for this. Ashley has told me I need to go and get me some like to real make some real sauce. And I agree with you because that was a thought I had. I was like, I got to get off these cans and I got to go get a little more. I got to get my hands dirty and really kind of make some homemade sauce. So I think that's one of the goals. That's another thought I had unrelated to the sound of this album at all, but a thought I had while listening to it, because that's why you do these challenges. That's why you mix up how you listen to it. Different things will happen. And you also, you'll have some sauce thoughts. So those are my sauce thoughts. If you have some recipes that you recommend of sauces, please send them over roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. I will try them out. I will give them a taste test. Next up, we've got a song. It's called Sunlight. This is the song in the album where I thought if Lejean from Seven Dust heard this, he would go, I wish this guy was my brother. This guy really did it on this one. He really did it on this one. This is the one where I felt very much like Stereo Mud 
Seven Dust, they could go toe-to-toe with this song. This song felt very, very strong. This is definitely a highlight for me. The chorus really, really does it. And also, Walls, they're closing in. And I was like, yeah, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. We got closing in Walls? Absolutely. New metal, baby? Tom, how'd you feel about Sunlight? You know, it's uh, it's Sunlight, man. I, I, I go back to the whole new metal vampire thing. He, he, he's talking about how he never thought he'd see Sunlight again. You know, maybe he, maybe he's a vampire. He got the cure. He can Ooh. go out in daylight now and again. He can see sunlight again, right? Ooh, daywalker. Uh, yeah, daywalker. Yes. Oh my the daywalker, gosh. Daywalker, Eric, Eric Rogers. Yes. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right about how the toe to toe. I mean, like I talked about this already. Like this seven dust stereo mud kind of like family tree type of thing coming out, diverging from each other, and it's just there's a little bit of one to one, but like you can kind of feel the difference between a seven dust song and a stereo mud song. But if you like one, you probably should be loving the other as well. Yeah, these boys are getting it done. And this idea, Eric Rogers, Daywalker, side by side with Blade. This is, oh. listen, listen. I know, I know Marvel has been having some roadblocks on this new Blade movie. I'm just saying, watch the video for pain. Watch Eric Rogers take his shirt off, unveil that back tattoo, okay? And I am thinking... This is what you need. Honestly, that's that's the bad guy you need. If you're looking for the bad guy, what do they got? Who's, who's playing Blade now? It's not going to be Wesley. Um, Mahershala, um, yeah. Mahershala Ali. Mahershala yeah. Ali. Mahershala Ali versus the lead singer of Stereo Mud. That sounds like money in the bank. And <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, listen, just watch the back unveiling, okay? That's all I'm saying. Just watch him unveil that back. Listen to the song Sunlight. Realize that you have your perfect vampire king ready to go. That's it. Matt, are you are you going into the shade? Or are you embracing the light? How do you I'm feel? embracing the light. I need to make a uh, quick phone call, though, to my friends over at Soundgarden just oh. to let them know that uh, somebody is coming into their house to steal uh, some of their great choruses. <laughs> oh, well. This is well. a heavy Soundgarden chorus. This, this mm. is outshined, modded up. This uh, this is outshined on an ATV. <laughs> I'm like... That's what it needed, Matt. It needs to be on them dunes. All <laughs> it right, to be running in the mud, <laughs> running in the mud. You know, yeah. This you one know? strikes me very, very heavy alt. That not grunge. I mean, grunge is such shitty. I don't know. Like it's, it's such a. I, I don't know. It's not grunge at all, but it, it's very that alt. Very. It gave me heavy, heavy, heavy Soundgarden like vibes. Post grunge, the yeah. post grunge type of sound, right? Yeah. I mean, that's basically what this is overall. It's like a post-grunge album in a way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the whole Yeah, I mean, it's metal. 2001 that follows. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, steal from the fucking best. Like, they're doing it. The thing is, right. I don't hear this and I go, yuck. I go, I go <laughs> tonally, I know exactly what this is. Like, this is, this is very familiar. And again, it comes back to my, this is money in the bank. This, I don't know why this didn't, who knows? Nobody I, knows. That's the thing. Like, nobody I, knows anything. <laughs> I think, and you know what, Tool APC, come and yell at me later, I would say that it might be a situation of just too much product in the marketplace. You know, as you said, Matt, we would go to the, you know, to Best Buy. And, and, and Tom, was Best Buy, where were you getting your CDs in 2001? Where were you going? Best Buy, or there was a uh, local chain in the Milwaukee area called The Exclusive Company. Those are the, like the two big places to go get your CDs. Definitely in 2000, yeah. Definitely a lot of Best Buy. Best Buy usually kind of had the best 
prices. Yeah. Exclusive mm-hmm. company kind of has like the more like rarer Variety. releases over there. So, but yeah, kind of how yeah. it was. Yeah, because you would roll in and be a Best Buy or, you know, for us, Matt, in Detroit, you know, Harmony House, and you roll into that end cap, and you're just going to get hit in 2000, 2001. It's just going to be like, here's the heavy shit, and you're just going to be running down, and it's going to be your Corn Limp Biscuit, Deftones, Slipknot, Papa Roach, Disturbed, but then you're also going to have your Pressure Four Fives, your Dry Kill Logic, your Stereo Mud, Switched, all of those guys, and they're all going to be taking up that space. And as we all know, when you're, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17 over there, you got limited income. Right. And and if you don't got the scratch, it's not going to get it's not going to get in your pocket. And you're going to be hearing the bigger bands and it's just how it goes sometimes. And I was thinking about that because in the relation to how things are now, cuz people talk about how you know, with the digital glut, you know, in the same way it's like, oh, is anybody you know, is anybody hearing an album anymore? It goes out, it gets two weeks, and then it's gone forever. But it does feel like that nowadays, just about every album or every band, it feels like is both underappreciated and also um, a cult artist of untapped magnitude. I'll hear about somebody I've never heard of before, and uh, they'll post it like, just did an incredible UK tour, and they post like, eight pictures of like packed rooms and i'm like who the fuck are you who are you i've never heard of you before and i feel like that's a different situation than now like like back then like back then it was like stereo mud they're out there the road dogs are trying to do the damn thing they move a hundred thousand units okay i guess but you know didn't quite do it but now it's like you could be a band that literally none of us have ever heard of but somehow through that you know, uh, there was a band that got sent to us, and their name is Escaping Me right now, but they were a band that got sent to us, like, hey, you guys got to check these guys out, and I looked them up, and they were literally, like, the biggest band. Like, they were, they showed, the, all their videos were, like, live videos from, like, them playing, like, Wembley or, like, the O2 or something, just packed, and people waving their shirts in the air, and it was like, who are you? Who are you? So, y- you never know. Um, I will tell you, I did find a video that someone had uploaded onto YouTube of a Stereo Mud show. Uh, in 2001, it was from a bar, and very grainy footage. But even in that footage, it was very interesting to see, for one, listen, no phones, everyone vibing, everybody there, they're all in the zone. But also, Stereo Mud, even on this grainy-ass VHS tape, they were doing the damn thing. Eric Rogers, live, in 2001, real motherfucking deal. Let me tell you. Very charismatic. Yes, he's working it. I was very much impressed, even you know, peeking through that that uh, that worn out tape. And I did pull up a set list that I could find in, on uh, setlist.fm. This is from the uh, performance they did on New Year's. Oh, I'm sorry. It says exact date and month is unknown, but this was apparently in 2001 uh, when they played the Mason Jar in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, they opened uh, with the song Closer Now. Don't Be Afraid was the third song they played. Sunlight was seventh. And they closed the show with Pain. Buddy, I just realized that I'm an idiot. Okay. This came out May 2001. This is a new band in May 2001. So that means they start planting the seeds. And it's starting to ramp and now we're in tour uh, in June, July, August. Oh, we're starting to build September 11th, 2001 happens. Did something happen? What happened yeah, over there? I don't know. Oh, okay. Something happened? <laughs> oh, oh okay. boy, Tom. 
Uh-oh. Yeah. Tom, Tom, oh, Tom knows about this. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, right. I, I I do now kind of re-remembering like, oh, yeah, the big turning point of this whole movement is September 11th. They were probably trying to get momentum in radio play, and then they went straight into the death of new metal and nobody wanted nobody wanted to hear this anymore like you know just give me james taylor <laughs> sweet baby james when i watched the interview eric rogers had with uh scott bullying i believe and uh mm-hmm. he basically talked about how with their second album they weren't getting as much support from the label anyways so like uh, how much support were they getting obviously after september 11th in the first place and then Two years later, they're just like, they have like next to nothing from them, I guess, basically, what it comes down to. Yeah, because 100,000 in today's standards is like so much. Holy you God. Drake. You, you, you Drake. Yeah, it really, like, you moved 100,000 units? Holy shit. Back then, that was not that much. A million units would have been that first, like, oh my God, you moved a million units. But like, it's respectable. Even for 2001, 100,000 units, it's like, okay, we're moving. We're going to keep developing you. And it's just like, okay. Then it happens where it's just like the market disappeared. And to your point, Lauren, if it's like the market disappears, but I still like it. And now I'm back at the store. What am I going to pick up? I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick up what's tried and true at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get, I'm going to get what we already know. Right. Uh, t- timing, you know, timing is everything sometimes. It's crazy. Like it's just absolutely yeah. crazy. Um, all right. Next up, you guys, we have the song Lost Your Faith. Right for the hit. Is it too late? Did you want to great this is fucking great this is great this yeah. this is money in the bank for me this this is what i like i'm in come on that's a, what, it's a badass the, track man badass great punch you right in the face lauren what are the what's the chorus on this you know you know <laughs> is lost your actual- you lost <laughs> your feet and then he goes you know you know i mean I wrote in my notes, you guys. We are rocking. This is certainly aggressive. Love it. I love it. It's a perfect placement, too. You know when they were sitting down there, and they were they have all these tracks laying in front of them, and they said, where are we going to put Lost Your Faith? And there probably was one guy in the band. Maybe it was Fats. I don't know. And they said, hey, we got to bump this one up. This one's a fucking ripper, baby. We got to bump this up. And somebody said, no, no, no man. Got to keep these boys on their toes. We put this one back. Put this one back, back in like track 12, you know, it's going to hit them. Like they're not going to be ready for it. They're going to go, oh, Stereo Mud, you did it to me again. This is a great one. 
It's incredible. There's a moody bridge at 140 to the bothering me part, Matt. If you want to dip into that for a 140? second. 140? Okay. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Oh, man. Stop bothering him. Oh, I love it. I love it. Perfect placement. Songmeanings.com. Estout or Estout. This is an internet stout, I guess, says. Songs about losing your faith, I guess. LOL. But why has nobody commented on the best Stereo Mud song? Eight question marks but seriously this is their best heavy song hands down anybody who disagrees with me is a friggin fruitcake that doesn't know rock great song east out <laughs> i'm not together, a fruitcake and i know great rocks great song <laughs> relax buddy relax december 29th 2006 this dude's uh this dude's in that malaise between christmas and new year's doesn't know what to do with himself He's like, let's let me put on, let me put on Lost Your Faith. I got to go on to song meanings. And it's like, oh my God, no one's commented? <laughs> well, he's, he's, you know, he's probably eating a fruitcake at the time. That's probably what it was. Grandma, grandma had brought one. Um, tip of the tongue. Was, Just tip, tip of the, of the tongue. tongue. It was tip of the tongue. Mm-hmm. And that's oh, what he cake. had. It. Great mm-hmm. insult. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> 2006. My Real <laughs> Timely. <laughs> timely. Boy, oh boy. East Out, I hope you're doing okay. I hope you had a wonderful new year. Do we have anything else to say about this incredible song? So this song features vocals from Nick Coyle, who, if you remember, is the singer of Lifer. Oh, Uh, okay. And he was also in in Cold from 2017 until last year. So there's like that. This is one of those scenes where it's a great, you know, new metal collaboration and everything like that of the time and everything like that. So I, I wanted to bring that up, make sure, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Nice new metal connection. Lifer. Lifer. I haven't thought about those guys in a minute. All right. Perfect. All right. Well, next song, it's called Get Me Out. I was I was not on board. I was like, eh, I don't know. This one feels a little bit. And then, dum dum dum, get me fucking in punch ticket. Yeah, I'm back on board. That's great. 
That's great. That's money in the bank. This chorus, I wrote in my notes, straight up new capital N, yep. capital U. This is, once again, what you want. This is what you want. When that happened, I was like, oh, this is perfect. And honestly, this is the song. This is a, this is one for the gym. You're going to get them gains. Oh, yeah. This. You got to get them gains. This is a massive, like, we're going for max reps here. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, if you got this on, you're going to – and here's the thing. If you're one of those guys who's a maniac and you bring a stereo to the gym as opposed That's to headphones. maniac work. Radiac work, but you put this on, there's going to be at least one guy who rolls up to you and goes, this is that mud? <laughs> and you know what that person, you know what that person's going to be? Your friend for life. Right. They're, a they're fellow gonna maniac. You. They're going to be spotting you for life. Yeah. Because they're not, the, the person who comes up to you and doesn't tell you, please turn off your stereo and wear headphones, but instead comes up to you and goes, you rocking the mud? Yep. They're going to be spotting you forever, all right? They're going to spot you as they lower you into the ground, friend, all right? That's the friend you're going to make if you play this song, Stereo at the Gym. Uh, if you get kicked out, not my problem. Sorry. Uh, I'm recusing myself with that one. Uh, yeah, thought this one was uh, top-notch. That chorus, unbelievable. Once again, they, they, they're they spreading out the gems. Yeah. Spread them out. They definitely... Tom. They definitely oh, oh. shifted gears. Sorry. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Tom, Tom, what do we got? So this is one of those ones where you're talking about you know who's in whose house here this sounds like seven dust in you know within that chorus and everything like that you hear some of that lejohn's uh, vocals in some of his choruses on seven dust and like who's in whose house is stereo in seven dust house or seven dust in stereo mud's house who's in mm. whose house or is it just one big house because they're all family you know Corey mm. and clint they're brothers you know so but like i said man it's just kind of like that new metal family thing going on new metal family tree stereo mud and seven dust same roots same roots, same tree, same house. Incredible. I did also get a touch of drowning pool in this song as well. Early drowning pool. Good drowning pool. I want to stress yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this one's great. Put it on your gym playlist. Make some friends for life. Or get kicked out of your gym. One or the other. Yeah. Next up, we have a song. And I got to be honest, I'm surprised that I've never encountered a song with this title before. That song title is What? Before we do that, because I'm looking at I'm looking at the track listing and it gets really murky here. It it looks like there are after what two more songs and a shit ton of interludes. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask now how respectful of our time is this album, Matt? It's gonna surprise you that so so according to the official count of iTunes Apple Music, this album is 45 minutes long. Per the Wikipedia, they say it's 5233. Uh, I can't account for the extra seven minutes they're throwing on here. I have the CD. The CD, as far as I can tell, is exactly the same as what's on streaming. So, yeah, I put it at, uh, yeah, I put this thing at 45 minutes. The interludes are very, very short. And the way that the track listing is set up, you might look at that and say, wait, this goes to 23 tracks. That is how it is represented on the back of the CD. They don't count any of the interludes. They don't even list them. It just says track two, three, five, six, seven, eight, ten. Like they just skip the interludes on the actual listing. So then it does say 16 and then a big jump to 23. Because, um, listen, when you are Eric Rogers and you are embracing your rockiness, you know that you can put any type of song track listing on the back that you want to do because you have that confidence and you know what you have to give and that is also to basically hide your interludes i think i have a feeling it might have just been an aesthetic choice we're just like we want to do these interludes 
but why list them? We don't they have they don't have any names. They're literally just interlude number one, two, three, four, five. So yeah, I mean, truly in Spotify, the interludes are listed. They're numbered, and then it has a dash as if this was to the printer. Do not use on package or label. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> well, there you go. Which uh, brings us to our next song. What? 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 shadows like a vampire like a vampire like the vampire lestat okay listen i want to say if you watch the interview with eric rogers with scott bowling he seems like an incredibly down-to-earth nice guy seems like he's got a very nice life he's living very normal person on this song in the presentation as this album presents it yes eric rogers is fucking women on the ceiling okay i'm just putting it out there that's just the vibe it's just the vibe you know uh that's just the vibe. and you know what in 2001 you're the lead singer of a new metal band that's the vibe you want okay you don't want it to be like seems like a normal guy seems like nice you're like dude this guy's giving me like way straight up vampire vibes this dude is straight up like yeah gonna eat me that's what you want that moves the units so, uh, yeah, I like this one. It, it, this one, once again, leans more into like a seven dust situation. Um, I enjoy the enunciation of what? Um, we have some good stomping chug. I wrote the boys are doing the work. Um, we're late in the album, and I feel okay. I feel okay. Tom? Uh, so, clearly, the title of this song was inspired by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Whenever he would be out during the in during his uh, promos or whatever, and people in the crowd would shout out what every time he stopped talking. So yeah, that's I don't know. I just thought about that whenever I think about the title of this song. And uh, but yeah, this is like a straightforward, solid like two thousands rock song. I mean, to go on the radio station, everything like that. This this could have been a single, in my opinion. Honestly, uh, this this just very straightforward rocker. I mean, not really like hard rocker or whatever, but it's just straightforward. I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. Let's just keep it rolling, you guys. Next up, we have another interlude and the song Closer Now. Fade that down.
play games with Eric Rogers. He's figured them out. He's figured out the games. He's going to take you down. You guys, this was their opener. They would open the shows with this. Really setting the stage, letting you know, don't play around with Stereo Mud. I'm going to mess you up. Look at this guy. He might be a GD vampire. All right. (laughs) All right. Uh, No, I was, I wrote in my notes, wow, here we are. We're basically one song from the end. And these guys are like, we are not letting up. We are not letting up. We are bringing the heat. Um, The whispers into the drop, the swirling guitar. There's a little buzzing noise that's going on under the chorus, keeping things just a little weird, but not too weird. I wouldn't say Stereomud's necessarily like a weird band in that way. We're not like doing like, you know, discordant like corn noises or anything like that, but they're still doing some interesting things in the production. And and I can say that in all three of my listens, you could hear it all. This is uh, Jay Baumgartner. He knows what he's doing when he's behind the mixing board. Yeah, he does. He knows with them knobs. He's moving the faders up and down. He knows. So uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, Tom, how'd you feel about Closer Now? So what I really like about this song is how the, it starts off, kicks in with the drums and everything like that. Gets a little bit up with the guitar, and then it just starts, you know, just going up. It just ramps up and everything like that. Now it does take a little bit of a dip during the during the verse, but then comes right back with the chorus again. Really good, like, kind of back and forth with that. Really good build up, back and forth with verse and chorus. Another solid rocker, man. There you go. Matt? Are you feeling closer now to the song Closer Now? Yeah, you know, it was one of those things where that chorus hit and I was like, whoa, they're they're going for the damn thing. They're trying to do it here. And I'm like, I'm on board still. They write good songs. They write good songs. Absolutely. All right. So this brings us, finally, we have, as you said, Matt, a number of little interludes. Um, I believe six interludes, if I have that correct. Four, six yeah, interludes. Six. Yep. <laughs> and uh, uh, to take us to the final song on the album, the title track, Perfect Self. So I'm going to be honest. We're not going to listen to six interludes. We're going to jump no. right to Perfect Self. Just do just it. Just know that yeah, there's just... six interludes before There's this. six. Yeah. Been kind of waiting for this one. I knew it was coming, but I don't know what they're going to do. Settle down, you all. Can't you hear the footsteps down the hall? You're waiting for the scream of your conscience call. And everyone starts
So this is one of two things in okay. my book. All right. One story about becoming a vampire. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> or, or, or what's the other? The, the the everlasting life of Christ. It's either <laughs> it's one or the other. I would say thematically at this point in the record, I am pointing at one. <laughs> right. I, this, I, is a, this is a vampire tale. Listen, I want to say more than likely this is probably a song, and, and we'll get into some song meanings comments about it, but this seems like it's more than likely a song about uh, people that we've loved in our life and they passed away and we miss them. But you could also read these lyrics as the lyrics of someone who has been cursed with the eternal life of the vampire, watching those they love pass away as they age and they continue to live through the decades, through the millennia, because they are a vampire. And the line, seems like in death we all become our perfect self. That's the type of thing that a vampire says to you before it turns you into one of their one of their uh, undead. What, what are they called? Uh, their familiars? Is that is that what they're called if oh, you work for the yeah, vampire? Oh, yeah, I'm steeped in that Dyers. vampire lore. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, I, Tom knew. Oh, yeah, they're, 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 they're called sires or whatever whatever well when you sire a person you sire a vampire okay. you're turning them into a vampire from your blood and shit like that that's how it goes okay. i don't think that was covered in D- dracula 2000 no uh, when, <laughs> we, when we did no. that one um I no, that was my, Anne rice just <laughs> you know i was uh when i when i was a kid i remember um brilliant really into uh, the teenage mutant ninja turtles and uh, as i believe we probably all were back in the day your parents would just be like, oh, you like blank thing. And they would just buy a bunch of those things and they would not quality control it at all. And as I learned was that there were multiple different versions of the Ninja Turtles that you can get. You can get the Ninja Turtles that's in the cartoons and in the movies. Or you can get the Ninja Turtles where shit gets way fucked up. And so I remember my dad buying me a bunch of Ninja Turtle comics. And some of them were like Archie style. Hey, here's the Ninja Turtles fighting aliens and you know having fun. And then there was another one where the Ninja Turtles were fighting vampires. <laughs> and it was very wild. And I will never forget uh, that there was someone who was like a familiar. They were like, uh, there was someone who was like being teased with the concept of becoming a vampire. Uh, but they weren't yet, so they were working for them. And they were drawn in a very demented way. And they said something to the effect of, to be dead, to be truly dead, would be exquisite and i remember reading that at like nine years old and going whoa what do we have here leonardo stabbed this guy whoa <laughs> take him out take him out that immediately that memory came back when i when i hear these lines like that it seems like in death we all become our perfect self it could also be about yeah uh the passing of loved ones and that and uh which feels very heartfeltly put but for the purpose of this show and our consistent vampire themes this is a vampire song baby <laughs> songmeanings.com maggot prince back says this is the song you sing before you die all caps why hasn't anyone commented on stereo mud songs great question december 29th 2006 e stout says all caps i was thinking exactly the same thing wtf this proves that this is one of the most underrated bands of our time they throw a mix of heavy and soft songs at you with meaningful lyrics 
all caps, fuck rap, it ruined our society. East out. What is happening <laughs> whoa, whoa, with you? What is happening with you? End. You are losing it. This and the fruitcake comment. I hope you're okay, but you gotta you gotta get it together, buddy. And finally, Stagnate said, uh, yes, Stereo Mud are a really great band. It's a pity that they're not that big. I really like this song nonetheless. I think that what he is trying to say is that when you're dead, you're now your perfect self because you don't feel any pain or have any of the personality flaws as you did when you're living. <laughs> you know what? That's the <laughs> Nobody thing. Nobody can about- judge you when you're dead because you're when dead. You're, when you're dead, no one can say, well, he's he really not annoying anymore. He today. <laughs> yeah, you can't. He, didn't, he didn't do what he was supposed to do today because he was dead. <laughs> it is true. Once you're dead, all of the annoying ticks, you know, you're not grinding your teeth anymore. You're not, you know, you're not showing up 15 minutes late to the movie. You know, you're, you're just- not showing up. Period. Period. Yeah, all those personality traits that people found annoying about you, how you always regifted, you know, all those type of things, they're out the door because you're D O A. That's the album, you guys. Perfect self by Stereo yeah. Mind. Yeah. It is not. And now it is the part of the show where we talk about cannon talk. Talk about the cannon. Yes. Yes. Uh Tom, you are our guest. We'll start with you perfect self well i'm gonna start off by saying i am uh actually quite surprised how much you guys enjoyed this album and i i'm really glad that i uh was able to be here for this and like it's weird for me because i feel the new metal at the same time i feel it is still a lot more at its core of uh the hard rock and alt metal post grunge thing and i will say that if we don't decide to put the whole album in there as new metal canon, I won't be like upset. I do feel like songs like lost your faith, uh, closer now and leave are all very solid new metal examples at, at the same time. So I'm, you know, interested in hearing your guys' thoughts on this. Now, this album was a big surprise for me. You have the seven to sound alike stuff, but this band is incredibly sturdy. Every listen, a blast to go through we're rocking we're screaming we're crunching we're chugging we're vampiring we're doing all these things that we're enjoying and like you said i started to go through and i was like well how we stand in pain they've got to go in but then you've also got sunlight i really need sunlight to be in there i really think that closer now should be in there we're crunching on that one i and i'm then i'm like wait is that too many are we, do we just need to put the whole thing in? You know, do we need to just get it in there? I mean, lost your faith. There's just too much. Get me out. Put it on at the gym. Make some friends. So I am honestly leaning right now. I'm like, this is kind of like a little, little like lost new metal obscurity. This is one I think people that love the new, that love a crunch, that love a great singer, and love vampires would need to hear this album. So I am leaning towards, I would say, because at a certain point, it's like, what's the cutoff? And then what, you're putting like eight songs in, but not the whole album? I would say, I'm leaning, put the whole thing in. Matt Nas. Wow. Wow. Wasn't expecting that, because I'm I'm a little more on Tom's side here that I do hear the, the modern rock, the alt rock, the post-grunge. Uh, but I also do hear the new. There, there, there is a lot of new in there, and and I do come back to leave back up. I do go to lost your faith, get me out, and you, you know, as, as songs that 
yeah, I mean that hold up uh, the way that yeah, you know the way that I got changed and didn't mind it is canon worthy uh, for the whole record. So in that sense, the lost classic aspect of it makes me want to put it in. Um, when I looked at this album cover again, you know what it made me think of? The very confusing album cover for the first Seven Dust record. That's true. It's the swirly like guy. Yeah, guy smoking. smoking. Yeah, he's yeah, he's smoking a joint. Yeah, yeah. So like it does. It gave me that feel. I feel like this is an elevated Seven Dust in a lot of ways. I think they live in the same house. I feel like they 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 share the same things. But I think there's a lot. Personally, there's a lot personally. There's a lot more for Matt to like over here than there is at the the Seven Dust House. I am I don't know, man. I I don't think you can put the whole thing in, but I don't have a good argument why you shouldn't. Uh, other than I I think some songs are much more straight down the middle modern rockers. We go a little bit more into Buttsburg uh, or the scenic overlook and. I mean, the three songs that Tom stated were the ones that I would have been like, these are the these are the standouts that I would go with. All right. So what, what were the three again that you had, Tom? Uh, Leave, Lost Your Faith, and Closer Now were the three that I uh, mentioned. Okay. I'm going to say, I because I feel like pain is just like a better version of put it of in. Lee. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm put fucked. Because <laughs> we're going to cross three, then it is four, then it is like an argument can make me... Five or six, seven. Yeah, seven. And, then, and then it's silly. Like, just put the whole thing in. I, I'm okay with it. I do I do want it to be stated that I, I'm... There is a lot more... It's 2001, so it isn't exactly that pre-thing that probably it would have been new metal tuned up. There's a lot of softening of the edges that is in the album, but the album is, it's, I was shocked. Um, I never would have listened, listened to this album based on cover alone. So you cannot judge a book by its cover. That's right. That's right. But you can say that Stereo Mud, Perfect Self, is in the new metal canon. Welcome! Welcome! Yeah! And that does bring us to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Tom, thank you so much for joining us, for bringing us this album. A true pleasure, sir. Everyone can find you online, breathing new life, new episodes coming, ongoing. Uh, Anything else you have to plug? Anything you guys got coming up soon? I don't know. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Breathing new life at gmail.com. We're going to be on YouTube as soon as I can get my things done for that. And for myself, like I'm actually a streamer. I like to stream myself gaming. I'm on Twitch and kick as uh, burn division games. If you want to come check me out. And uh, that's a, that's about it for everything we got going on right now. And we're just looking forward to the future of a uh, new metal baby, you know? Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right, Tom. Thank you so much. And of course, uh, yeah, check out Tom and all that. And uh, say hello to us. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok, Roach Coach, and all of those. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, Matt, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Tom, thank you. Hey, hey, 
right. Thank you, guys. Keep it new. Peace. Mm. All right. Bye. Bye.